0: Listening to the Unshakable Health Podcast with so Dr. Thomas Hemingway. All right, welcome back. Another week, another year, another month. We are the, in the tail end of January, and I just got back from—excuse <coughs> me—from what usually is sunny San Antonio, <laughs> and they, like many parts of the country, were having a little bit of a cool wave. <laughs> and that's okay, because uh, I'm back here uh, with my mom back in uh, Utah, the mountains at 9,000 feet, and it's cold over here, and so whatever they had, that cold wave, uh, cold spell, whatever in San Antonio was was nothing <laughs> compared to the 10 feet of snow we've had in the last uh, week and a half or so, and uh, <laughs> anyway, it was amazing. I hope many of you got a chance to be there at Align Breakthrough Brook my wife just did an incredible job. I, you know, I've been to these events now, I think four or five years running. And every time I'm like, oh my goodness, that was just unbelievable. How could she do any better? Well, she really crushed it. If you were there, you know, it was just powerful and exciting and emotional and full of growth and learning and powerful tips. I mean, Holy crap. We'll get into a little bit of it today. I wanted to share a couple of the pearls that I took home from that, as well as just a couple of thoughts that I had. I got an amazing opportunity to speak myself, and I'll share a little bit about that. But right now, I just wanted to take a moment and thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of this show. I wanted to read, actually, a uh, review I just got, because this is what keeps me going. This is what keeps me excited, pumped up, grateful. It really just tickles my heart. I read each and every one of these. And this is from Liam, um, and it uh, states uh, best health podcast with five stars. Dr. Hemingway is full of life and loving energy. He's got an awesome gift for explaining, educating the public on how to take charge of their own health easily and efficiently breaking it down into easy-to-follow steps, always providing fact-checked information and stating his sources so that you can be sure what he shares is proven. What an amazing resource for anyone and everyone wanting to lead a healthier life. Thank you, Dr. Thomas, for your inspiring truths. Because of you, I now have my own passion for health and wellness. Well, that is amazing, Liam. Thank you for sharing that, those five stars over there on Apple. And if you haven't yet, please do so. Drop a review. So easy to do. Scroll down to where you see those five stars. Click on the one farthest to the right, and then... Right underneath that, there's a little kind of square with a pencil coming out the top right corner there on the left where it says, write a review and let me know what you're loving, what you're learning. And I'm going to be honest, I got a couple of books that I'm going to give away, and I'm going to give them away really, really soon. So make sure you are on the list of folks who've dropped a review either on Apple or a review of my book, Preventable, over there on Amazon. Because I will give you a signed and autographed book, and I had a chance to to sign many of your books this weekend. It was so fun to see you see you in person. Lots of love, uh, you guys know I was there giving everybody hugs. It was awesome, and that's because of how awesome. You are. It was incredible. And if you want to get access to the recordings of a line, please drop me a note over there on Instagram, Dr. Dr. Thomas Hemingway, Dr. Thomas Hemingway, or over there on Facebook, Thomas Hemingway MD, or just drop me an email at aloha surfdoc at gmail.com. Let me know you'd like access to purchase those recordings, and we'll let you know how to get access to that because it was just. Oh my goodness, it was next level, amazing next level, just so wonderful, and I just wanted to get going today with a couple of things that um, that I learned, a couple of things that I shared as well, because these are just so powerful, I just want to get you guys pumped up and get some access to that, um, starting out your 2024 year, because this is going to be the year, it's going to be amazing, and... I wanted you to know from a doctor's perspective that you are not too old, you are not too late, you got so much left to do, you really can't get out there and crush it. And I'm going to share a couple examples how you can not only live your life thriving, but doing things that you may not have thought possible. Let me give you an example just to, out of the get-go. This is a health uh, uh let's say, a goal that this uh, this man had. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Canadian-born Ed Whitlock, but he, he used to be into running when he was in his teens. He kind of gave it up. And then when he was nearly 70, he was in his 60s, he was like, I'm getting into it again, and I am in my 50th year right now, and maybe this will be me. I don't know. I've never, I've never run a marathon. I always tell my wife that I will run at least one marathon. She's run several. In fact, she would never tell you this, but she actually got first place in her age group in a pretty major marathon that takes place once a year in Honolulu, Hawaii, and she literally has a plaque that says, first place, Brooke Hemingway. Like, holy crap, she crushed it. Anyway, she keeps crushing it. But I personally have never run a marathon and I'm in my 50th year. And Ed Whitlock rediscovered his passion for running in around 2000. And at the age of 69, he was legit almost 70. In fact, in his 70th year, not only did he run an epic, epic marathon, but he ran this marathon in record time. In fact, he became the oldest person To run a marathon in under three hours. Now, this in and of itself, no matter how old you are, running a marathon in less than three hours is pretty epic. Like, that is a six minute, 40 ish second mile for 26.2 miles. Like, that is legit. That is not an easy feat. And he did it at 60 nine years of age. Like I think I'd be doing good if I ran one mile in six minutes and 40 seconds or whatnot. I think in high school I may have run a mile in just under six but I remember I I nearly threw up afterwards. I think I hit like 550 or something And I was ready to throw up after I ran those four laps around the track. And and he literally did six minute and so many second miles for 26.2 of them at the age of 69 years old, Ed Whitlock, like, holy crap, if he's doing this, so can you. And so many other examples of Folks, over the years, in fact, over not only just the decades, but think a couple hundred years ago, maybe you've heard of that famous Merriam-Webster dictionary. Well, the guy who actually put out the original, the OG dictionary, Noah Webster first published this at the age of 70. Maybe that's the magic, the seven-zero Club, the 70-year-old man, Noah Webster, published that first edition of that dictionary that we use each and every day. I have several copies of it right here at home uh, of the Merriam-Webster, Noah Webster, at 70 years of age, put out this dictionary. Like, holy crap. Uh, Another gal that I shared about in my talk at uh, Align was an amazing woman by the name of Barbara, Hillary. Now, she did lots of cool stuff in her early life. She was a nurse. She got a PhD in gerontology. She was a cancer survivor. Uh, She was an incredible woman. Barbara Hillary, you got to Google her. There's a couple of cool videos as well. She took up in her 70s, legit, like the hobby of dog sledding, like who does dog sledding anyway? That sounds really tough. It's freaking cold. It's challenging. And she took up this hobby in her seventies. And at the age of 75 in April of 2007, or 2007, she became the first and the oldest African-American woman to set foot on the North pole. Like that was pretty darn cool. Like i never even thought of going to the North pole, but she did it. And then she had heard that, that, this could be done potentially at the South Pole. Hadn't been done before by anybody of her age, anybody in her you know, a group or what have you, African American lady of her age, never had set foot on the South Pole either. So why stop, right? Why stop at the North Pole? And so at the age of 79, she was almost 80. In fact, she was in her 80th year. She set foot, traveled by foot with the dog sled doing the thing like that she started in her retirement years, right? She started this hobby of dog sledding. She was the first to set foot, uh, first woman there on the South Pole in her 80th year, in her 80th year. Oh my goodness, like Barbara, Hillary, you are awesome. Continue to be just an incredible example to each and every one of us. I just, I am like, literally amazed at the feats of Barbara, the feats of Ed Whitlock. I mean, even my my son was able to share with me, he and his grandmother and my wife got this chance to go to Italy and France uh, this uh, this past year for my uh, mother-in-law's 75th birthday. And they learned that Pablo Picasso, at the age of 87, was still producing tons of work, tons of art, tons of engravings. In fact, at the age of 87, he produced 347 engravings in the course of a single year. Pablo Picasso, 87 years old. He was not done yet. And many of you know that I have some lofty goals. I want to be the first surfer to continue surfing to 100 years of age. Never been done before. The record now is 80 some odd. And so I'm planning to crush that. I'm in my 50th year now. I feel like I'm just getting started. I'm still learning new tricks, learning new things. I'm surfing as often as I can, and I want to be that first surfer to continue to surf to 100. So you hold me accountable. Remind me of that goal I have. I also want to save 100 million lives, help 100 million people, because right now, present day, in the U.S. alone, we have about 2 million people right here at home in the U.S., dying of preventable causes. Each and every year, about 2 million people. These are things like heart disease, uh, most cancer, stroke, uh, type 2 diabetes and its complications, obesity, kidney disease, these kinds of things which are almost entirely preventable. We have nearly 2 million people die in the U.S. alone each and every year. So I'm planning to live another 50 years, right? So that's 2 million a year uh, times 50 years. That's 100 million people. In fact, I just got to meet an amazing human this past week, Leah Valencia Key uh, of Valencia Key Design. Many of you may have heard of her. She's been on Oprah. She's on QVC. She's just an incredible human, and she has affected, gotten her amazing uh, product. She sells custom jewelry. In fact, she shared some stories of individuals who are making this jewelry for her in, in some parts of Africa, trying to earn money to go to one was nursing school that she mentioned. This uh, purse that she had called uh, Worthy had that on the on the label there. So you got to check out uh, Valencia Key Design. She's selling some amazing handmade stuff, and the stories of the people it's helping is just out of this world cool. Well, she has gotten her product into a hundred million homes, which is. So incredible. She's such a cool human. She is joy. She is love. Leah, if you're listening to this, oh my goodness, you are a gift. You are a gift to the world. I just thank you for being you, for sharing the love, sharing the joy. And I just want to say that that may be the secret ingredient. Leah may not even know this, but she's literally discovered the secret ingredient to not just an amazing life, a happy, fulfilled life full of thriving. She is thriving right now. And I know that there was a time in her life where she was barely surviving. She was hopping from one homeless shelter to the next. She had little kids. They all had to sleep on one cot, like one little bed together in a homeless shelter. And now she is thriving, not just surviving life. And I think one of the biggest reasons is because she is full of love, full of joy, full of connection. In fact. That one thing, having connection, having love, having community, will literally add seven to ten years to your life. Having this just positive outlook and focus towards your future, like you look forward to tomorrow. I i know I'm looking forward looking literally legit, looking forward to the next 50 years because so much good is going to happen. I'm just feeling so pumped, so inspired to each and every day. And just having that positive outlook can literally add seven to 10 years to your life, which is actually more powerful than any one single intervention out there that I'm familiar with. Any one single thing, even quitting smoking, which of course I recommend you do quit smoking, but that in and of itself may not even get you an extra decade of life. But living in a place of gratitude, with love, with joy, with a positive future outlook, the data on that is so powerful, and that's why I love to share about this uh, vitamin C of connection, connecting with people, connecting with others, our family, our friends, being joyful, being grateful. And so, Leah, you've discovered this. You're crushing it. Keep doing that. I'm so grateful to have met you and gotten the chance to hang out with you a couple of days at this Align Breakthrough event this past weekend. It was incredible. And so I just wanted to share that none of us here listening I'm sorry, not one, not even the famous Joan, train with Joan. She's in her 70s. None of us are too old to do whatever is on our heart. (laughs) You're just not too old. You are not too old. There's so much you can still accomplish, and living in gratitude, living with joy, this may just be your impetus to get out and do, to get out and affect so many lives positively. You've got this. You, I mean, you've heard all the trite sayings, right? It's just, uh, age is just a number, right? Yeah. Growing old is optional. 80 is the new 40. That's kind (laughs) of, I I did 40 about a decade ago. And I'm going to be honest, when I was in my late kind of mid to late thirties, I felt like maybe many of you have at one point in your life, you felt like, and I did certainly that I was kind of falling apart. Like legit, I was waking up achy in the morning. I (laughs) was struggling with a few things, my sleep, my energy. Like I thought I was falling apart and maybe your doctor has told you you're falling apart and you might be in your late twenties or mid to late thirties or forties, what have you. That is, I reject it. It is BS. It is total BS. And it's a problem with your BS or your belief system because so much is what you believe. It's powerful. And I just want to tell you there's so many examples. Uh, Hopefully you'll get a chance to listen to my talk on uh, replay. We're going to have the possibility to get access to that entire event. You can purchase that uh, talk on replay. And I hope you'll have a chance to listen to the whole talk. I mentioned many folks who have accomplished great things uh, and they're much older than we are for the most part. And so I have lofty goals. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on moving, keep on doing. I wanna help a hundred million people. I wanna surf till I'm one hundred. I just I just wake up each and every day excited and joyful. Thank you, Leah, for reminding me of that. That simple, simple thing, sharing the love, sharing the joy. And I'm just excited to share with you a couple thoughts of things that I learned <laughs> in this weekend. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just get with you here, and I'm going to be a little real, a little raw. I, I hope I don't get to <laughs> too teary-eyed because um, it was powerful. It was really powerful. And I, I just want to share a couple of thoughts of what I learned. And you're just gonna have to grab the replay to, to hear it all. But uh, I'm gonna start with <laughs> I'm gonna start with some cool stuff I learned from Leah Valencia Key's bestie, Jamie Kern Lima. She is so cool. She literally built from the ground up a billion dollar business in it cosmetics maybe you've heard her story she's been on oprah she crushed it on qvc like she is so amazing she literally built up this cosmetic business but it wasn't it wasn't overnight it was literally through years and years of struggle and grit and i just thank you jamie for sharing the real deal your story the struggle um, how your faith and your work got you through this to the point where not only did you sell this IT Cosmetics for over a billion dollars, but you became the first female, first woman CEO of this um, huge multi, um, uh, multi-country, multi I mean, it's all over the world, L'Oreal, just probably the largest cosmetic company in the world. She became the first w- woman CEO of that company. And she just crushed it. Like she was such a gift. I felt like she was raw, she was real. She kind of really shared with us her heart and a couple of things that I loved that she talked about. She talked about the belief, right? How she believed it. She wrote a book called Believe It. And even though she got so many no's, literally hundreds of no's, finally she started to get yeses, but it was through her grit which was largely propelled by her belief. You've got to believe. And and one of the things she said that really stuck with me is that your setbacks, you know, all these no's and all these rejections, your setbacks can be your setups, right? Don't just stop with the no or stop with the setback. They can literally be your set up. The other thing that she said that touched me, um, was that uh, not only can these uh, setbacks be your setups I'm trying to I'm trying to scroll back to my notes here um, but uh, she shared some other things about um, the the process right like she believed she believed and she had to get gritty and she had to just go and do and it was it all worked out rejection is God's protection. Maybe in the beginning she wasn't ready yet. She wasn't ready to get a yes. Rejection is God's protection. And she had to learn a couple of things. And when she finally started getting yeses, she was prepared and she just went out and just asymptotically, like, you know, exponentially grew and her company crushed it. But the process was not easy. Holy crap, it was full of tons of grit. But she kept believing. She kept believing in herself, believing in the will of the man upstairs, believing in the will of the the great power, the universe, God, whatever you want to call. But uh, she believed, and then she went out and she went for it. She went out and got it. So she said, "Rejection is God's protection, and setbacks are our setups." <laughs> so there's another great speaker that. Um, came at the end of day one. Rudy Riskins, who's uh, such an incredible human. This guy is so cool. He uh, is from South Africa. He's a business strategist, business coach. He's been in Forbes magazine. Like he is such a skillful, trained, just he is high performance in every, every part of that word. He has helped companies just double, triple, 10x their businesses. He's had a bunch of super successful businesses. He's lived through a bunch. He's had struggles and hardship, but he has learned the simple power of just a a startup to the day, a daily ritual, right? You guys have heard of this uh, priming thing that Tony Robbins does and, you know, the beginning of your day, each and every day as uh, as Rudy shared a couple of different times, he did a main stage keynote, which was out of this world. He also did an hour training at the, uh, at the uh, small group day, which was really cool. We had workshop day and we got to ask Rudy questions and he got into like what that looks like for him, what that morning routine looks like. And And let me just tell you that how you do your day is largely up to you. You get to decide. And those first 15, 20 minutes of the day, like make that your own, right? I've shared with you my morning ritual. The first thing I do, I don't hit the phone. I put the phone away. I don't even have the phone for the first probably hour or more of my day. And I have that moment with myself myself with God, with my thoughts, my feelings, I plan out the day, right? I, I, I write down my three top priority items for the day. I do a little moment of gratitude where I send a couple of messages to either family or friends, a couple of thank yous, and uh, my high-ticket items, and I, I also move my body in that first hour of the day or first 20 minutes, whatever that looks like for you. If I can get outside, get that sunlight to hit my eyes, that's magical, Helps with my sleep each and every night to get out and get the sun. But also helps with just my, you know, presence to be out in nature. If I can, I slip my shoes off, do some grounding, right? But I also put my hand over my heart and I try to do some deep breathing during that time. Try to visualize not only my day, what's set up, but my future goals and dreams. And Rudy explains the, the science of this. And the importance of it, he even shared an amazing story about how he had this goal to get on a yacht with his wife. And it was going to cost him, it was just like an afternoon on a yacht. But just that afternoon was like four grand. And he envisioned it. He thought, okay, I'm going to either earn this or I'm going to win it. There was like a contest to win it. And he just thought about it each and every day. He visualized it. he, He thought, Okay, what is it that I'm going to feel when I'm there with my wife? We're watching the sun go down. He literally visualized this thing every single day. I think it was for a couple of months. And at the end of the day, crazy story. So he didn't win (laughs) the trip. But his neighbor did. His neighbor actually won it. And his neighbor invited him and his wife to come with him. So he got to have that experience with his wife. And I have no doubts in my mind that his practice of daily meditation, of visualization, of bringing that future feeling into the now, what is that going to feel like? What is that going to look like? And each and every day you can do this. And it doesn't have to take a long time. It can just take a couple of minutes. You can do it in 10. I've done it in 10. I mean, trust me, I got six kids I got to get my kids up really early. (laughs) Like legit, they take the bus and they leave before seven. It's dark outside. So I got to get them up by six. I got to get myself up before that. But I have some moments where I do some deep breathing. I do some visualization. I get pumped up for the day. I think about my goals, both the goals of that day and that week and that month, but also my next several year goals and who I ultimately want to be, to become. And I visualize it. I feel it. What is it going to be like to feel like that dude, that guy, the first surfer to keep surfing at 100 years old? What is that going to feel like? Well, I can tell you I've ridden thousands and thousands of waves and everyone is different. It's unique. It's probably why I love surfing so much. There's no wave that's the same Every single time, maybe in Kelly Slater's wave pool, he can make every wave the same. And hey, Kelly, if you're listening, bro, I would love to sample that. But what's so cool about surfing is that typically... It's never the same twice, right? You have different wind, different tide, different swell directions. And even if it's the same wave that seems mechanical and perfect, there's there's a few out there, the so-called point breaks, which seem like they're almost like a wave pool in the sense they churn out pretty epic, pretty perfect waves one after the other. But they do change. They can change within Seconds or minutes, as the wind shifts, it can completely change the setup. Or as the tide drops, or as the tide comes in, it can literally change. And that's what I love so much about surfing. So I feel the feels of what that's going to be like. At 100 years old, surfing, dropping into that wave, I'm going to be all joy. I'm going to be like Leah, Valencia Key. I'm going to be smiling. I just I hope you'll be around to witness it. I can't wait. And so if you don't follow Rudy R- R- Rickskins, uh, you got to do that. He is such a cool dude. I appreciated uh, meeting him and hanging with him and and following him. We had another amazing human, Coot Blackson. Uh, just shared his heart. He shared his journey. <laughs> he is so cool. Like he he's also got a super fun accent, like Rudy does. So fun to listen to. But he was powerful. Like he literally made us listen to that voice. Made us pause because we all have inklings, whisperings of what we should do future you know, um, plans and things. And he shared an experience of when he went to Bali kind of on one of these whispers that he he kind of felt that he should go. He didn't know exactly why, but he ended up being in the right place at the right time, literally in the jungle, met a guy that he had hoped to, to meet and work with a decade earlier and things didn't work out. This was a producer of big time, uh, Emmy winning, you know, television and other programs. And he got to meet him on this trip to Bali in the middle of the jungle that he didn't even know that he, the purpose of his visit there. And he literally got to sit and chat with this guy for a couple hours and they kind of became friends and it, it all worked out. Like he was having this wish and desire to do this a decade earlier and it didn't happen. And so as Jamie Kerlima said, your setbacks can be your setups. And Rebecca Zung, she shared, um, one of the things that I, I love to hear about is that we don't attract what we want. We attract what we are. So when we work on ourselves, when we, I'm going to say that again, we don't attract what we want, but we attract what we are. So be the human that you want to become. Be that person. Good things will happen. People will think what you tell them to think. She shared a cool experience about how she was one of the only lawyers trained also at the time in the type of law she was doing. And she took years off to study finance. So she could have, you know, told people, well, I, I, uh, I'm a flake. I, I stopped law for a while because I wanted to do finance. But instead what she really did is she became one of the first lawyers to have this financial expertise and background. And she told people, look, this is what I am. I have this finance training I'm also expert you know, lawyer, and I have these two qualities. She basically told people what to think, and, and sometimes we need to do that. We need to tell people what to think, and we can stand in our authentic power as uh, she shared in her whole workshop, which was incredible and out of this world. I shared with you already a little bit of what Leah Valencia Key shared about living with joy, living with just that, that smile and heart full of love, um, and uh, one of the things that uh, that she shared repeatedly is that love is an action word, right? It's doing things. You don't just say to people, oh, I love you. You're amazing. But you do stuff. You support them. If they're bringing a product to the world, you buy their product. Or if they have a book, you buy their book. Or maybe you buy a dozen books. Maybe you buy 50 of them and you give them away to family, friends, and your community. I, I can't even tell you how I... I hate to brag on my wife, Brooke, but she is incredible like this. You know, she she is the biggest support of, of so many people, so many friends. Like, she'll buy 50 of your books and give them to her mastermind. Like, she doesn't just say, hey, friend, I love you, I'll support you. But she is in the doing part of things. Like, love is an action word. And I've learned this a lot with my kids like they notice <laughs> if you just tell them ad nauseum, I love you. I love you, but you're not doing crap. Like you're not spending time with them. You're not helping them when they need your help. You're not present with them. And this is something, sadly, I, I've only learned recently <laughs> in the last couple of years. I spent many years of my life away from my kids because I was working 80 to 100 hours a week. and And now I still work lots and lots of hours, but I do it a little bit differently. And when they have a moment and they need me, I press pause, and I I do everything I can to be present with them. And it makes all the difference. So love is an action word. you got to be present with them. Uh, Rachel Luna talked about journaling, and I'm just going to say it um, if she's listening or watching. I just got a brand-new journal, and I started writing in it today. I used to journal every single day as a kid. I had an amazing example, my grandfather— Um, rest in peace, grandpa Don, just the coolest guy. He lived to almost 95 years old with type one diabetes. Um, as you guys know, my daughter has type one diabetes. And so knowing (laughs) that you can live a full blessed thriving life with this disease for a good long time is, it means the world to me, especially as I'm bringing up my daughter with this challenge and this guy, my grandfather, like he wrote in a journal, Every single day like I don't know if he even missed a day in his adult life like he shared that with me and and for a time I I did a decade or more where I literally wrote in a journal each and every day and and I've Kind of got a little slack on that. I still write in a journal occasionally, but but I just decided you know what? Rachel challenged us, Rachel Luna at Girl Confident. She challenged us to write in a journal each and every day. And this, this actually is in sync with a lot of what the other speakers shared. Like Rudy, um, we got to write the things down that we want. What are our goals? Our goals are dreams, but they have deadlines. Like we got to go after it. And if we don't keep ourselves accountable, it just may not happen. They just keep being dreams and we want them to actually materialize. Don't you, don't you want your wildest dreams to come true? The things that you really want in life, who you want to become, who you want to be, who you want to be with. Don't you want that to actually happen? Well, get a journal and start writing it down. So thank you, Rachel Luna, for that reminder. I've gotten, (laughs) gotten mine going and, um, wouldn't that be amazing if she just kept saying like write it down if and then you write down what you want what you want out of life and you do the the you know the goal process on a weekly you know if you can sit down with your significant other your spouse and sort of do that on a weekly basis and then a monthly check-in and then a three-month check-in my wife and i we shared at a uh, <laughs> Uh, kind of a really fun open uh, couples we did like a little couples presentation people got to ask us questions and one of the questions was how do, how do we do it how do we stay happy stay engaged we're both you know wildly busy doing so many different things and one of the things that has helped us so much is this practice of coming together once a week you know talking about you know sort of our goals dreams plans for the week and then uh monthly and more importantly every quarter we shut out the world, we leave our busy schedules, and we just go away, the two of us. Usually it's for two nights on average. Sometimes we might luck out and get three, um, but we try to go out every quarter away, you know, and we, yes, we leave our kids and, you know, they have somebody watching over them, but, but we leave everything behind, including our six kids for two nights, three days, and we vision cast. We dream together. We plan our future. We connect. We take time to just be together as a couple with no distractions. We're, we're not on these things, right? We're, we're, our devices are put away and we're connecting eye to eye, heart to heart. And that's been one of the biggest things that's helped us stay married for 26 years together. And we are, I mean, it's crazy even to think about more in love now than ever. And this process of taking the time to Journal, to dream, to have an accountability partner. You know, my wife, I, I can't think of a better one. And so I would encourage you this January, we're, we're coming down to the last week of January to get yourself a journal, start writing your dreams down. Make sure to be following along carefully for the, the announcements of how to get access to this amazing event, Align Breakthrough, which we just had in San Antonio last weekend. In fact, we announced something super cool that we're having the Align. 2025 event also in January. And we announced the dates. Um, I think it was 22nd through 24th. Um, let me just pull up my calendar. I don't want to say this wrong, but January, uh, 22nd. Yeah. Through 24th of 2025. And if you get your tickets now, you actually get to be involved. Never been done before. You get to help pick where the location will be. We have a couple of options and only the people who, who register in advance and grab those tickets will actually get to be able to be part of that decision process. Super fun, super exciting, and holy crap, you'll save a whole bunch of money if you grab those tickets um, in the next uh, few hours. I think the deadline is coming up for the early, early tickets. But check that out at my wife's website, Align Events Live. And I just want to part with uh, a couple words that I gleaned (coughs) from from Trent Shelton. He, He was so much fun to listen to. I mean, he was just crushing it. He shared some really cool stories about folks that he's uh, worked with. And he uh, was just wisdom, wisdom, and truth bombs, like all throughout. <laughs> I just appreciated so much of what, uh, what he shared. And really, what, uh, what he shared was about guarding our peace, our peace. And and this really struck home for me. Every year we my wife and I decide what word sort of calls our name. Last year for me it was joy, and joy, oh my gosh, is the world to me. It's just joy is what life is. This year my word was peace. And as you know, he has an upcoming book Protect Your Peace and he talks all about how to do that and and uh, he shared a bit about this in his talk and He, um, one of the, one of the stories he shared was about a guy who, you know, I think he was a billion plus dollar guy. Like he, one of the wealthiest mans in the world. And yet right in his very home, there was a huge void. He had a teenage daughter that he wasn't connecting with. He had felt like he'd given her everything, right? She had, you know, whatever fancy car and the, you know, the latest iPhone or whatever, all the things, but that connection was kind of lost. And Trent asked her, he said, hey, well, on a scale of one to five, you know, five being I'm spending a bunch of time with her, one very little, like how much time are you spending with your daughter to connect? And he was like, ah maybe 0.5, like not even a one out of a scale, the one to five. Like he, it dawned on him that, holy crap, if he's going to have the relationship that he wants, he's got to put some time into it. And, and I get it. It's, it's not just the physical time. Like if you just sit on the couch and you never speak to each other and you're putting in lots of time sitting there, like it's also the quality of that time, but you got to start with putting in the time. And so this guy was challenged by Trent to change that, to actually spend time with his daughter and, It really, really helped. And it was just, you got to have those priorities. You got to make time in your life for the things that really, really matter. Because you don't want to be, you know, uber rich and feel empty inside. Or be uber rich and have terrible health. Like I've seen that. I've seen guys that have all the money in the world and they die in their 50s or early 60s because they didn't take care of themselves. They didn't take care of themselves. I don't want that to be you. So it is early. We are still at the beginning of the year. I am so pumped because we get to keep doing this. We get to keep sharing. We get to keep growing and learning and thriving. I don't want you to just simply survive your life. I want you to thrive. So I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. I want you to reach out and message me either on Instagram, Dr. Thomas Hemingway, Dr. Thomas Hemingway, Facebook. Message me. Send me an email, aloha gmail. I want to know this year, 2024, what your dreams, what your goals are. And I want you to, I want you to tell me what you would like to have more of, what you would like to learn about more on my podcast, what you would like to, questions you have about your health, about how to thrive and not survive in life. I want you to message me. I'd love to hear from you. I also want you to know that you can join my Thrive community where you'll get more of me. We do live Zoom calls. We talk, we share, I answer your questions. You're in a text thread, a group messenger thread with me. And you can drop questions and comments, and, and it's so much fun because you're also aligned with like-minded individuals who also want to thrive and not simply survive life. So make sure you check that out. You can see it over there on my uh, Instagram down at the bottom, all the links there. And if you haven't got a copy of my book, Preventable, you got to grab that. you got to grab that because it is powerful. It can change your life. I'm also going to be giving away a couple of copies. So if you haven't dropped a review over on Apple for the podcast or on Amazon of the book, do that and be entered to win. And more than anything, just know how grateful I am. A big thank you, a big mahalo. None of this would be possible without you. And so until next time, a big aloha.